You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Thank you so much for following along, sending your questions. Bengals underscore Sands at LNDS Patterson over on the Twitter page. It's a doubleheader segment. Man, we're going to start with a college football one because draft guy Jared, who was a friend of the show and, and love following him on Twitter, college football playoff predictions or something you guys want to see during the college football season. Is this his way to sneak in a draft question? It's not draft season. <laughs> you like it? <laughs> Um, I just root against the Blue Bloods. I don't have a college team. I, I mean, I do, but they're FCS. <laughs> go Youngstown State Penguins. Go Gwins. Um, they play Ohio State this year. They're going to get killed. <laughs> I only care about the team I, that I went to school for. I, I don't know. I grew up in Ohio, but I'm not an Ohio State fan. Sorry to Ohio State fans. Okay. I don't hate Ohio State. I just... Yeah. I have usually not liked teams that were front running, not front runners that because I grew up there, I wouldn't be a front runner. I'd just be an Ohio State fan. But, you know, like I haven't rooted for really good teams. I I just look at the Bengals, look at, I don't know, the Cleveland Cavaliers are my basketball team. And before LeBron, that was before LeBron, the Ricky Davis and uh, Darius Miles years. So, usually not rooting for one of those high-end teams and then that makes this journey to like where i am as a Bengals fan or where i was a Cavs fan when lebron came back so cool to like i've experienced the low of the low to see this high uh so i'm gonna root against alabama georgia i guess ohio state because they are in the the, not that i hate ohio state just keep reiterating because i know there's a lot of ohio state fans that clash over with cincinnati Bengals fans but like, I want to see like um, Oregon State, or um, I don't know. <laughs> Try to think of other like weird school that probably won't make it, but could. I like when Auburn sometimes makes that mm-hmm. run. That's that's always fun. They're usually not a thing. I also root for like funky, different schemes, especially on offense. It's like when I see. Like when Cam Newton was in Auburn, they used to run like a, basically a full house formation from the 80s, 70s era, but they did it from the shotgun and had Cam run the ball all the time and do all those option plays. That was so cool. So, uh, yeah, if they do something like that, the University of Miami, sure, they're probably not going to make it. <laughs> I don't know. I just like naming schools. If it's a school that probably hasn't made it in the last 10 years, yeah, I'll probably root for them. Yeah, when it comes to um, – there's two points I'm going to make. Uh, when it comes to Ohio State, I will say I grew up in an Ohio State family. I'm not an, a diehard Ohio State fan. I'm just – I'm not. Um, I root for them to be good for my family's sake because they like like Ohio State. My niece is named Scarlett. 
for a reason. Oh. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not a diehard, but I, you know, it's it's always fun going to a game. I really like to go to Columbus for the mm-hmm. tailgates, and then obviously the game. The atmosphere is really cool, and they usually are pretty good every year. Uh, but I want to say this, and I'm going to make it a Bengals comparison. Caleb Williams, there's been a lot of hype of what he's going to be able to do this year. You know, is he going to go to the Cardinals? Is he going to go to another team who's just, you could even say the Los Angeles Rams, if they have a bad season, could he be going there, which would be crazy. I think, I remember how it felt in 2019 when we knew the Bengals were pretty much moving on from Joe Burrow. And not, not Joe Burrow, Andy Dalton moving on to Joe Burrow. Um, and I remember thinking, you know what, this is, I, I, I hate saying that. Sorry, Andy, I was ready. It was kind of exciting. It was really, really exciting watching the 2019 LSU team and thinking that guy's going to be the quarterback of Cincinnati. He's going to be the superstar when Joe Burrow gets to town. So was really, really excited about that and watching that. So I kind of feel that way for a team that, you know, is not going to be good in the NFL this year to be able to watch him in college football. So I kind of hope he lights it up and he ends up being everything that, everybody's giving him you know hope to be in college football and in in the nfl so i guess that would be something i'm going to keep an eye on and and i i hope you know the team that gets him they get to feel that excitement so i just i liked that i think 2019 was so much fun to watch lsu i mean when it was the college football playoff i was all in i was just like Mm -hmm. go light it out go light it up but then go on the sideline and get drafted by cincinnati and yes that was um that was awesome especially I love the late surge and everybody thought Tua was going to go number one and yeah. uh, Justin Herbert was in the conversation. So I love those guys and that just, no, I'm going to go number one, or at least I'm going to, you know, get drafted top five. And I was a sixth round pick coming into the year. So that's always fun. Yeah. I think they're projected like six round pick. They just compared him like, yeah, you're general backup quarter. You're Ryan Finley's of the world. It's like, well, no, he's a little different than that. Uh, so one last thing I'll say is uh, I root against Brian Kelly. That is uh, that is that's pretty I easy. I feel like that's really easy to do. <laughs> I've always liked Cincy. You see, I like I loved when they made the playoffs, and uh, like I always liked them. Although they just lost their head coach to Wisconsin, I think. At least he waited, right? He waited until yeah. after, after. He waited until after. I mean, it felt he honestly <laughs> stayed a year longer than I thought he would. So mm-hmm. usually, you him. get there with the mid major, and you're like, all right, power five time. You're out. And then it was exciting when he was here. So that was that was totally fine. But yeah, it's okay at root against Ryan Kelly. But the thing is, LSU should be pretty fun this year. Not gonna lie, their college football team should be pretty good. So um they might be in the mix for the college football playoff. We're gonna move on from college football talk. But uh draft guy Jared, thank you for that question. We'll go to Brian. He says, In your your opinion, which is more likely to happen? Definitely playing at a slightly lower level than last year, and the offense finds ways to get more explosive plays. Or two, the defense defense plays at the same level as last season, and offense is held back by their offensive line. Um, oh, I think the first one, just because the defense on paper has gotten a little bit worse, maybe more versatile, maybe more fast, but I do think they were better last last year and the year before, and I do think the offense has set itself up to be a little bit more explosive. They add a running back. This is a stick of dynamite. Throw him into there. They add uh, a better left tackle and especially a guy that can move people in the run games, a people mover. Um, And they're going to build on the offense, at least I think. They're going to build on the offense that they basically had to throw together week five of last year on the mini buy to uh, 
and that became one of the most efficient offenses in the league, running and passing. So sprinkling in explosive plays for a unit that got better seems more likely to me than them taking either stagnating or even taking a step back and the defense, which got worse on paper is going to step up, which is still possible because it is Luana Rumo. He's a magician. What I'm really hoping for is the defense doesn't take a step back and the offense gets more explosive. That's the optimist in me in June. I man, I want this offense to be explosive and it's crazy saying that I want people to understand. It's obviously a lot of fun to watch when you have Jamar Chase D against Tyler Boyd, you had some rookies out there, which I don't think they're going to have much of an impact their rookie year when it comes to the wide receiver room. But overall, I'm excited about the offense, especially if this offensive line can hold up because I was okay with the offensive line the majority of the season last year before the injuries. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jason W. says, can we compare Dax Hill and Jesse Bates as prospects? Does Dax have the upside to be better eventually? So as prospects, I think coming out, most people would say Dax Hill was better. He went higher. Jesse Bates was a late second round pick. Dax Hill was projected to go top 20. Um, so I would say as prospects, I didn't scout Jesse Bates. So I started doing real, like watching college football and not just watching Just Bombs, Just Bombs Productions highlights on YouTube. Uh, I started actually watching and like what the year after Burrow, I didn't even really watch. I mean, like I watched a lot of LSU games that knew Burrow was going to get drafted by the Bengals. I wasn't grinding the all 22, trying to actually scout his traits and all this other stuff. I just went, man, that guy's awesome. <laughs> Left it there. Then with the Jamar Chase draft, I was actually watching and was glad because there was like a weird, you know, there was a small group of people that didn't think Jamar Chase was the best wide receiver in the class. And I was glad to have him there. And as an elite game-changing prospect. Um, but I would say Dax Hill, I liked a lot. I liked a lot coming out. There were issues, but uh, nothing that made him not worth a first-round pick. I gave him a first-round grade. I probably wouldn't have given Jesse Bates a first-round grade because I'm assuming that the consensus was all second-round grades or maybe even late second-round grades. So I think as a prospect coming out, he's better. The issue is Jesse Bates well outplayed that draft position. He, at one point, was an elite safety, and at least most years he was a good safety, good to great starting level safety. So if Dax Hill can play at that level, and it almost happened immediately, his rookie year, about half of that year, he played at a really high level. It was a little inconsistent because he didn't do it every game, which is young, but I actually kind of carried on throughout his career. Most years he didn't play at the highest level all years for some reason, always like half the year. Uh, yeah. I, if Dax can get to Jesse Bates level, especially hitting the ground running like Bates did, that 
would be a little bit surprising for me. I think there will, he's a rookie. So I think there'll be good games. There'll be bad games. You hope that there's more good games than bad games. If he can string together quality starts. And I think the Bengals make the postseason, which is not a shocking thing to say, but if he can even step it up in the postseason and really show against the top competition that he is that guy, then you could really have the opinion that this guy could be better than Jesse Bates. And I am probably higher on Jesse Bates than a lot of Bengals fans, especially now that he left. Uh, the same guys who were arguing he was better than Minka two years ago. Uh, I probably would even be there. Like, this guy could be as good or better than Jesse Bates. And I thought Jesse Bates was an all-pro level safety. If I can remember, I want to say Jesse Bates' rookie year, they that's when they cut George Iloka, right? Mm-hmm. Surprise cut. Yeah, the, everybody thought. I remember not loving the pick. I was like, "Whoa, we got Iloka and Williams. Why do we need Bates?" And then they cut Iloka. And then I think week two that year was the Thursday night game against the Ravens, and he gets an interception on Flacco on like the first play of the game. I was like, "Glad we cut Iloka." Not George thing. Just yeah, this guy's cool. This guy's great. Yeah, no, it really uh, worked out for them. Austin R says, with the remaining available salary cap, do you foresee the team trying to add an impact player on a one-year deal, or do you think they're saving that for the extensions for Joe, T, and Logan? Uh, I think they're saving a lot of it for extensions, and they like to have wiggle room in their in their cap uh, for, you know, cut day guys like they did with Sharping and Others, I can't remember. It's definitely Sharping was a big one that they waiver claimed. But they like, oh, and um, Asiasi. They like to keep cap for those guys. They like to keep cap after those guys for, um, you know, injury concern, bring a guy in, at least be able to pay him type money. But I think a lot of it is safe for extensions, which are hopefully coming soon. I don't, I don't think they're making any more moves before cut mm-hmm. day to you. No, I don't. I've said it before. I feel like it when it comes to any extension news or anything like that, I think it's going to be the last week of July or the first week of August. Um, I have no inside sources or anything telling me that, so don't run with it, but it just feels that way. It's what normally happens. Uh, but yeah, I don't see any impact signings or anything like that. And you were right. One of the things the Cincinnati Bengals like to do, they don't play it close with the number when it comes to their salary cap. They leave plenty of a uh, little wiggle room in there just in case they need to use that money later. Uh, Marco says James Rapine had an interesting take on Locked On Bengals podcast regarding Mixon and the potential of the Bengals asking him to take a pay cut. Thoughts? Any other cuts before or um, after June 1st? Uh, I don't, I'd be surprised if they cut Mixon at this point, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think they cut. We'll see. But yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. No, no, no. I think it's definitely, I think the pay cut is definitely going to happen. Oh, okay. I I do. I feel really good. I feel strong about that. You don't think, you don't think I, I think it happens if they sign two out of three extensions. And then I think, because and I've been saying this, and maybe I end up being wrong after I say this a million times. Mm-hmm. I think it happens when they need the room. I don't think they're going to do it to do it. I think when they need the room, which could be Burrow plus T, they go, Joe, you know, we really want to keep you, but we just signed these extensions and we're going to need to cut your salary just a little bit so that we can make everything fit. And then I, that makes more sense. Because if you go to Joe right now and you just go, Hey, we're going to cut your cut your salary. My first question would be, why? What are we doing? And 
if you have an answer for that, then maybe it's more palatable. I think they've had conversations with Joe Mixon, those conversations about the restructure of his contract or a pay cut. And I can, I definitely see what you're saying. If they feel like they're having those extension conversations, they feel like, well, we could use another two to $3 million. Every team could use another two to $3 million. And they're like, you know what, Joe, we're going to have to adjust this. We're going to have you on the roster. You're going to be running back number one, but you're going to make a couple million less than what we agreed to. But one of the things about the Cincinnati Bengals that's different from a lot of teams, they do honor their contracts pretty much. Um, so I could see them saying, hey, we already knew what Joe Mixon was going to make in 2023. Mm-hmm. We're really not going to change this. We knew we had extensions coming up. We're going to give him what we said we were going to pay him. And uh, we'll just see how the rest of the season goes. And we'll worry about 2024 when we get there. So I feel stronger that it will be a pay r- reduction. If anything, then it will. Uh but man, I think it's like 50-50 if they do anything. Yeah, he's, I, I would feel shocked if he's not on the team conversation. Mm-hmm. I would be absolutely shocked at this point. Would I would I have said that a couple months ago? No, I would have been like, I don't know. Anything's possible right now when it comes to the running back room. I would be shocked if he wasn't on the team. And I would say that I feel strong about a pay conversation. And that stuff feels so awkward to say. I hate saying that when it comes to players' money, yeah. player money. And and I know, you know, Joe Mixon has been a hot topic this offseason, but I just I kind of just go in that route. That's how I feel right now. We'll see what happens in the next couple of months. Uh, but yeah, plenty more questions I want to get to over on the Twitter page. Thank you for sending them. Bengals underscore sand at LNDS Patterson. We'll get to those next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.